The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive and may also say get you some money-saving tips. I doubt that. It might cost you money and maybe all your data. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. And welcome to a new week of Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. Business AU. That's as usual for you nerds. Business nerds. But to me and T shooting shit on shit things oh, again. Yeah, I, I miss having Jamie already. <laughs> now I'm just stuck with you, you dweeb. Whoa. Can't improve on this quality. We'll see. But things are going well. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty solid. Might have to have my house rewired. There's a house update. <laughs> Maybe a fat rewire. Put a giant spike out the ground that was in the garden. That was annoying. Yeah, that was in there. Yeah, yeah we, we should have just got like strong men around the around the area and just had some sort of like bounty for putting it out. I imagine you already have a list of burly men that you contact on a regular basis. I do, but <laughs> to not, do your bidding, <laughs> not for this sort of thing. Yeah, hired goons. Pulling things out of holes, I'd imagine, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, they put things in holes as well. well. That's good to know, Yeah, just in case you need things replaced. They may be putting that spike back shortly. Oh, man. So, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, same old. Just You've got to give me something here. Trying to, I think, just brainstorming things for the for the pod. Now that we've had a guest, I think now I want to really push with other things, new exciting things, like hitting our stride a bit. It's been 30 episodes now, and I think... Let's do some quirky things. I enjoyed having a guest, so I'm working on getting us some more. Today we're on doing something completely different. Today we are going to be talking about the access card. So what is the access card? The year 2010. Policymakers write the Equality Act to level the playing field for disabled people. The result? Free tickets for carers. Unfortunately, some aren't playing fair. In steps, the access card, here to further level the playing field. But does it work? Who knows? Get yours today. So, the access card, Cleves. Basically a card that disabled people get with a bunch of symbols on that venues accept around the country. Some venues accept. Okay, yes. Some venues accept. And they may do something for you. It's not legally binding. <laughs> okay, you you already stated that. So it already yeah. means that, like, I'm already thinking, what is the, what is this card meant to do? In theory, what the card is supposed to do is you send you send all of your medical information to them and you say what your needs are, then you pay them £15, one five, and then they give you a little card which has your face on it and the symbols, like you said. And the symbols, they, they only have a, a certain amount of symbols. 
Unless there's more, but they weren't on the website. We sort of outline what your needs are. And in theory, the idea is that you should be able to walk up to a venue, flash your card, and then they know exactly what your needs are, know that all the evidence has been provided, that you're not bullshitting them, and then they can provide you with what you need, what you require. So this is essentially what the card is supposed to be. When you said you wanted to talk about this, I was a bit... I didn't even know what it was. Is this when you tell me it was a Cleves idea? I just let the previous no, no, no. say it's a Cleves idea. <laughs> no, this this isn't a Cleves idea. This is I agree full full like full on with this because it wasn't until I started reading up on it that I started to get quite angry about it. I think the first thing I want to throw out there, just so that we can put put a little context out there. So these are opinions from our perspective, and if you find that the card is useful for you, good. I'm glad that it works. For you. I would like to know if that's the case. Yes. Please, someone, someone hit us up on that. Yeah. The way it's been advertised, I can't understand what it's for. Well, let's start there. Who is it from? So it's Access Card, but it's not actually Access Card, is it? That That's just like the, the trading as name. Yes. So this isn't actually a charity. This is the first thing that was a little bit, mm, okay. It's uh, a company called Nimbus. Uh, it's a limited company. It's not a non-profit organisation. I think that's the first thing that was a bit, hold on, what? you're not a charity? And this is a conscious choice of them because they could be a charity, but charities aren't allowed to have profits. The way they have sort of like outlined, like laid out what they, they are is like a, a conglomeration of disabled people who wanted a better experience for those who, who want to go out and go to gigs and sports and stuff like that. That's a nice corporate mission statement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Big old BS to say, oh, by the way, we'd like to charge disabled people for stuff they already get for free. So this this isn't a free scheme. It's £15 a year. No, no, it's £15 for three years. Ah, uh, £15 for three years. And they do address this on their website under the FAQ section saying that this is a service and it does cost them money to administrate this service. That is why there's money behind it. But as Cleve said, this is all this already exists. So essentially what they're doing is they're offering convenience and laziness. Like for, for, it, they're just making it lazy so you don't have to worry about putting in the, the effort elsewhere and sort of going around the other, other routes. So you've got to apply for this card. And you've got to send them all your medical information and all, all this sort of stuff. So that's not convenient right there, is it? No, it's, it's really not. Because you have to provide evidence for each of the symbols that you want to have on your card. You need to provide evidence that you require that. Yeah, so if you're blind, you need like a blind registration. And like perp, if you're deaf, you need a certificate for that. Yep. If you've got autism, you need that. And if you've got more than one thing, well, you can be sifting through your medical histories for days. Yes, and like similarly, if you have an assistance dog, you need to provide separate, independent proof that you have an assistance dog. Because they won't be able to tell that when you rock up with a dog. This is this is the problem I have with some of the symbols. One of them is a wheelchair. One of them is an assistance dog. I'm like, <laughs> well, it's, it's fucking obvious I've got an assistance dog when I rock up with the assistance dog. <laughs> or if you're in a wheelchair and using your assistance dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should you shouldn't need both symbols for that. You should have one unified, awesome symbol, basically chariot racing. <laughs> so the, the symbols that they have on the card, they are limited, but you have to prove that you are eligible to have all of these symbols on there. And essentially, what the idea of the card is, once you have these symbols on your, on your card, 
you should be able to rock up to a venue show, like I said, show off your card, and then they know what your needs are. And it, they say it's hard to protect the dignity of people and stuff like that. That is such bullshit. Firstly, not all venues accept this card. A, a lot of them do. You know, in Nottingham, a fair amount accept this card. But what about the ones that don't? A lot of them are independent venues. They don't know what that card means. And also, that's another thing, they say that the venue accepts them. That doesn't mean their staff are going to be trained on that. No, like, especially if you've got youngsters who are just working minimum wage for, for this as their first job. They don't give a shit. So they're not going to be trained on it. And the amount of times that you, you should show off this card, it might be an interesting experiment for one of us to get the card and then just go to venues and just flash the card without telling them in advance that you're coming and see, see what, what happens. Do, yeah. <laughs> and then just gauging what happens. Because, again, it comes down to like the, the awareness of this as a scheme. And even though a company may be enrolled on it, it doesn't mean their staff know they're enrolled on it. It just looks good on the website. It does. PR, in it? It does. And a company can be on, or a venue can be on the website, the registration of it, as a, it's a, you can get on their website for free so that you will accept this card. But if you want to get a lovely sort of like symbol saying that you are um, accredited through like the, the, the group they work with, Credibility, which do like a lot of assessments, like credibility status and stuff like that, then you've got to pay for that. So that's the other thing. They are charging companies to be on their Billy Big Balls, we will paragon you. Like You can get on their site for free, but you're just a giant directory of just free things. If you want to be really pushed and get that real PR push out of it, you need to pay them money. And they never said how much on the website. They just say, call us. So I assume it's not... We should call up as a, as, a, as a venue. It's like a new independent venue. Seesaw Towers. Yeah, we'd yeah, we like to be accredited to Seesaw Towers, please. Yeah, how yeah. much is that going to cost? And I imagine there's a sliding scale of the size of the venue. And, and Unfortunately, there's no wheelchair access to the, the 95th floor, which we're on today. Yeah, I mean, we could get a rudimentary hoist and cables. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. If you put us on the list. And I think the other thing that with venues as well is... A lot of the time, they still say you should phone them in advance. You can't just rock up and show your card. You've got to phone them in advance to say that you're coming. In which case, what's the point? In which case, what's the point? And the other side of it is they may help you. This is not an obligation. They're not obligated just because you have this card and they're on the list to do anything. They still don't have to provide you with anything. So what's the point? I think I might be asking that all the way through. <laughs> yeah. The issue is there's no accountability. It, the scheme, because it, there's no legally binding aspects to it, and it's not government-run, again, it's just another flouncy scheme which doesn't really do anything. Like, and, and Charge disabled people for a useless piece of plastic. Basically. I'm assuming it's plastic. It better be for 15 quid. Well, I assume it is. So, I, I don't know. I can't, really, I can't really attest to if it's good or not. Here's the other thing. Whilst lots of venues accept this card... And whether they their staff are trained to know what it is and what the symbols mean, etc., which they might be, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say I doubt that all of them are. All of the venues that I go to offer their own ticketing scheme for disabled people, or the sort of gig venues and things like that. You can already go on their the 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 venue's own register. You just sign up once to that venue, and that's it. You're on the register. I think they keep your details for like two or three years. And then every time you want to uh, go to a gig or go to a, a play or production or wherever it might be, you're already on their own list. So you don't even need this access card because they already have their own scheme. 
And that own scheme will usually entitle you to a carer ticket. And as it's well. free. And it's free. And it's free. And yes, it is more effort because you need to go to each individual place and give them this evidence. But what I will say, the usually the evidence they want is if you're on benefits, say personal independence payment or the old DLA, usually you just send them the statement which just basically says you're on it. It just says your name, your national insurance number, your address and that you're on the rates. And that doesn't go into the detail of like the ins and outs of my condition. They just know that it's quite severe. And to be fair, some people will say, well, I want them to know the ins and outs of it, but that's not being demonstrated by the symbol. You're still going to have to sh- explain to them if you show up and you've got a wheelchair on your card and you need more help than just you know access with ramps, you'll still have to explain that to them because it's not there's no more information other than that symbol. A lot of the times on the, the venue's own form as well, there's a little box that says if there's anything specific you might require, please let us know. We'll bang it in there. Yeah. And the venue's got that information. Exactly. Or, in fact, I've seen on a few venues actually, they're like, yeah, we accept the access card, but we also need you to fill in this form anyway. So what's the point of it? Like, it's I, redundant, isn't it? <laughs> I don't get the reason behind it. I know it's supposed to be more convenient and make it sort of like so you have one card, like one card to rule them all. <laughs> but it's just infuriating because it's just charging disabled people for a service that already exists. And that's something that I take offence with because why should we have to pay? And again, this isn't a charity. This is a company. Why have we got to pay a company so that we get treated fairly at venues. Uh, you've got to pay for their marketing budget, you see, though, because this is this has been brought to our attention, and they say no publicity is bad publicity, even though we've largely slated it so far. But we're talking about it, which means it's been brought to our attention, which means it has to be marketed to some people. And, you know, those marketing people, they've got to be paid for. So you may as well let those disabled people who could get the service of free pay for it, or maybe the company that wants to be on this register, Get them to pay for it. Yeah. Is it even in the company's best interest? Like I say, it looks good on their PR, but who's actually looking at the register? I don't think, as a disabled person, I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go watch this band at this venue. Ooh, but is it disabled friendly? Mm, Let me just check the list of registered companies on here to see if they're on there. That's not top of my priority. First thing I do is go, I ring up the venue and go, look, do you offer carer tickets? I need someone to help me around because I can't see shit. And usually they're like, yeah, we do offer carers tickets. We just need to prove that you need one. And then you just send that photocopy of your PIP letter and you say, here you go, here's your proof from the government. And usually that's it. And they're like, okay, cool. And if you're living in the same town, you're probably going to the same venues anyway. So it's not actually that much of a big problem having to do it per venue. Because it's probably only going to be, what, six, seven venues, even in a big town that you might go to, maybe more in London. But... There's only so many, so many independent venues of theatres. and I mean, how many theatres is there per town? One, two? Yeah, unless you're getting sort of like to London and some yeah. bigger cities like this. Even in the likes of Birmingham, Second City, there's not going to be more than probably seven or eight gig venues that you'd go to. That's it. And once you're on the list, you're on their list. You're, you're done. And it didn't cost you anything. So I will say, I will give an example of what I think it will be useful for. If you have a disability which isn't visible, sometimes it can be really hard to prove that you need the help that you say you do. Say you, you have um, a learning disability or, or a mental, um, mental disability, and that can be very hard to prove. And some, some other sort of physical disabilities aren't immediately obvious. So I can see it in that instance to have this card. But again, it entirely comes down to the fact that Everyone has to know what this is. 
and everyone has to respect what it is. And I don't think that happens. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Like, it's not like a passport where everyone knows what a passport is. <laughs> you know, it, it's not like that. It's another scheme out of a load of schemes and people just get mixed up and they don't care. I think the problem as well is if you take another scheme like the CEA card with the cinema authority or whatever it is. Yeah. That entitles a disabled person to a free ticket at most cinemas. And you have to pay, I think that's £10 a year for that. But if you're having to take a care and let's say they would normally pay, you've made that money back in two cinema trips, haven't you, really? And that actually yeah. entitles you to something. This entitles you to nothing. You get nothing for having this card. Cinemas don't already offer a free ticket to disabled people. You get it with the CEA card. This gives you nothing. Debatably, though, should cinemas give that character ticket for free? They probably should, but the scheme's there. And like you say, you make it back within, you know, two two trips. Yeah. In which case, I think the CEA card is fine. All the time, cinemas, they should offer the free character ticket, but all the time they don't, I don't mind paying £10 a year for it. No. But the problem with the access card, like you said, cinemas aren't on the access card. Apart from Odeon, no cinemas are on there. I wonder if then... No, I think on the CEA card as well, though. So what's the point? So I, I would, you would still need to get a CEA card if you weren't going to an Odeon cinema. So, again, I don't see the value of it. But the thing is that, that the access card doesn't get you the free ticket, does it? If you go to Odeon, you still have to have a CEA card to go to that to get your carer ticket. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe not. All I know is that Odeon is the only company that is on board of this. And then there was a load of other stuff about CA cards that I just kind of ranted in the FAQs about it a little bit. So the, other than like the whole, like having like, if you don't have a visible disability, I can kind of see, if we just cycle back to that, I can kind of see why it would be helpful. But providing the staff know what the cards meant, yeah. Again, that's the problem. If the staff don't know what the cards are, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, even if the staff know what the cards mean, they probably are, they're not going to be necessarily also trained in dealing with that. It literally just goes, oh, I don't know, for example, this, this person has a mental disability. And, okay, that staff member knows, but then it's like, great, what do we do with that information? Yeah, yeah it's it's a tricky one. I mean, I did, like I said, these, these are just opinions on it. Is this exploitative of disabled people, getting them to pay for the convenience of something that's already, for, already free? Personally, I think it is. I, I, I stretch back to the CEA card because the easiest comparison to make. But you pay for that CEA card and you get something out of it. Yeah. With this, I don't really see what they're giving you other than a piece of plastic with some symbols on, which, from well, for me, would do absolutely nothing. And as we've said, like, not everyone is, is accepting this card. And even if they do, they they may oblige you. This isn't, again, reiterating, they do not have to give you adjustments the thing is as well what i think is if you go to a, a sort of mid-sized venue and there's a lot of them around let's say rock city or an o2 academy which is all standing there's not a lot you can do to accommodate people you can put obviously wheelchair ramps in and things like that but if you're if you're blind for example there's nothing you can really do you you would take a carer anyway yeah so what does the card even do? Like, they, there's, a lot of the time there's nothing they can, even can do at a venue to help certain disabilities. And the thing is, if you tell a venue, a lot of venues are on board like, with carers and they would help out if they can because, quite frankly, they don't want the bad press. Even Rock City in Nottingham, 
they are very open about the fact that they don't really have wheelchair access because it's an old building. They can't really do it. But they do, they, they flat out say that. They're very open. They say, look, sorry, we'll, we'll accommodate any other way we can, but that's something we just can't do with our premises. But they're very open about it, and that's fine. Like, be open about it if that's the case. And a lot of places, they don't want the bad PR. If you can, if you can oblige a disability and you don't, the pushback on you is going to be so fast and it's going to be so hard that you will just accommodate. As a venue as well, if you're signed up to this access thing and you've not done things to make it accessible, there'll be probably even more kickback. Well, that's just it. Unless you want the accreditation, which you have to pay for, you can just be listed on their website for free. And there's nothing on their website saying that they send one of their specialists to your venue to make sure that you are compliant. You can just get on their website for free. I'd really like to know what those specialists look at, though to be accredited because they can't be specialists in every disability no one can you can't know the ins and outs of every individual condition and how that affects every individual person so controversial thing i'm going to say next so the issue i have with this is it's essentially putting disabled people on a register again and saying we will not discriminate you if you're on this register would this be allowed if there was a black card for individuals who are black or a gay card, or trans card, where you got on a register, and you paid your £15 for three years, and this card said to venues that you were black, or trans, or a lesbian, or bisexual, or any number of like other underrepresented groups, and then you rocked up, and the card said, oh, I, I have this card, you're not allowed to discriminate against me. Can you imagine if a trans person walked up with this card and showed it to a venue and went, oh, I have this trans card, it has a trans symbol on it, therefore you have to use my pronouns. But I've got this card. They should be doing that anyway. Yeah. Why, why again, is disability different to this? Like, it would ne- you'd never get away with something like a black card or an Asian card or stuff like that that basically says you can't discriminate against me because I have this card saying that you know, you're on the scheme that said you won't discriminate against me. Because that's what it is. It is. I mean, I appreciate that in other cases, probably special allowances don't have to be made for those groups. You don't need wheelchair ramps or things like that specifically for those groups, do you? No, but one of the the things that they say about this card is to maintain the dignity of disabled person so you don't have to tell them all your internet to your condition because you have this bit of card. So if you have, if you are in a member of another underrepresented group, essentially you could sort of like say the same thing. The, the, if you had a card for that group saying you will have your dignity maintained because you have this card, mm. this is the thing that they push. It's about maintenance of dignity. It's not though, is it really? It's not really, but that's what they're pushing it as. And I would say that having another card, other than a disabled card, it would you'd never get away with it. Why even have a card? Just so a little yellow star on your arm. <laughs> Too much? (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. At least they were free. Yeah. This is what angers me. It's, again, disabled people to be treated with dignity and to be on the same level as everyone else. We need to have schemes and cards and have registers. And, quite frankly, it just comes down to the fact that the laws, like the Equality Act, are laughable. Yeah, I mean, from an access point of view, I imagine that their argument is by showing this card, it helps you maintain your dignity because they should already know to put the things in place. 
But they, you shouldn't have to have a card for that, should you? That's the thing. Yeah, but if I can cycle back, a lot of people know that racism is wrong. Still happens. Well, yeah, you shouldn't have to have a card, should you, to tell someone not to be racist. Yeah, exactly. Or misogynistic. Like, people know this. I think that this takes us a step backwards because this is just reinforcing the fact that disabled people are different. Like, it, they're perceived differently in society. And, OK, there might be reasons behind that because we, we cover a, such a big spectrum um, of, of conditions and that sort of thing, that we're all different. But you could say the same about the LGBTQ plus community. That's also a spectrum. Where, when people, how people identify sex, like sexually, that is also a spectrum. OK, it might not be as big a spectrum as disability, but at the same time, I mean, we mentioned this with Jamie last week, like the disabled community, we just don't have the same image as other groups. Other groups are doing like empowerment and huge things and, and moving like moving the wheels of change. And disabled people, I think schemes like the access card move us backwards. I honestly do. I think this moves us back because it is just cementing the segregation. You're different. You need this card so you can feel equal. I don't like it. We should be equal because we're fucking equal, not because we have a fucking bit of plastic saying that we have to fucking pay for. <laughs> it's, it's horseshit. It's absolute horseshit. And I would love to hear from them and hear their points of view. Again, these are our opinions. But we are both people who use, we get carers tickets and stuff like that. Never had any issues. Like, yes, you've got to contact the venue and stuff like that. We've never had any issues. And now it's coming out that you need this card. And it's like, the worst thing that could happen is, like, this become a mandatory thing and then you start saying we will only accept cases where there's an access card. Yeah, and then the thing is, then they're really going to start making money. Yeah. And, like, let, let's just quickly move on to data as well. I don't want a company, a limited company having my medical data. Amazon's already probably got it. Yeah, but Amazon, <laughs> Amazon has everything, don't they? <laughs> but you can go there for books, medical data, yeah. Browsing history, Amazon has everything. But I don't like the idea of essentially them having all of my in-depth medical data. I, I just don't like that. Because when you look at their data policy, and I have read their data policy, they say... They store your data securely on a server. Well, so do a lot of other places, and leaks and hacks still happen. Nothing about encryption, nothing about how, like, if, if it's an independent server or anything like that, they just say a secure server. This could just be like Sarah's hard drive in the office. It's secure because it's in a safe. It's, what does that even mean? <laughs> what does secure server actually fucking mean? If they think they're immune to being hacked, they're not. And I would say that medical history is one of the most intimately private things a person has. You don't go to parties. Well, a lot of people don't go to parties and start telling, telling everyone about their medical history. A lot of people are reluctant to go to the doctors and say, like, I have the, I need this checked out and this checked out. You need to read the T's and C's as well when you apply, because I don't. <laughs> I wonder what they're allowed to do with that data that you agreed to. Yeah, that's it. Again, medical trials companies are coming knocking on your door. Oh, you've got this condition. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm that's not saying it. they do that, just to be clear. No, but because they're a company and they say under their data protection, we reserve the right to be able to update this and you should regularly check our, like, our data policies to see any changes. 
Who's fucking doing that every week? Oh, I better make sure they're still using my data how it should. So I they could change it and then probably, then before we know, they could start selling to like Big Pharma or Pfizer. We, we don't know that. They're a company, which means they are going to have like profit margins and stuff like that. They're going to have staff and all sorts of stuff. That's what you can always count on on the charity because they have donations and they're non-profit. So at least there's a little bit, I'm not saying they're all perfect, but at least you have a little bit of security. It's not in their interest to m- try and make money off of what they have. Those charities, don't they have to publish their accounts? Yes, and charities have to publish their accounts. I don't think limited companies do. Limited only, com- only PLCs do. Yeah, so this, this is a limited company that does not need to disclose their, their accounts. And of course, because they're a limited company, they need to be sustainable and they want to make a profit so they can build and they'll say, we want to get bigger and get ourselves out there. So at what point do they think, oh, no one's going to mind if we sell to this very legitimate company and give this data away because it's only going to benefit disabled people. So, Not say that they would, but no, it is possible, isn't it? It's fully possible. I just don't like it for that reason. So the last question then really is how do you fix it? Or how do you make a system that works? I would do something similar to what happens with the bus passes, like the concession bus passes in the UK. Oh, by the way, this, this access card only works in England, not Scotland and Wales. <laughs> so, they don't want any part of it. No. <laughs> um, so I would have something like the concessionary bus pass in the UK. So, um, so it's a government scheme, but then it's sort of put out to tender and you have a company come in and basically run it. But it always has that government... They get checked, they get audited, and they have the government come across now and again and start prodding them with a stick saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? Okay, yeah. what's this? What's that? What's this? It'd be quite tricky because you'd have to have things that are like literally registered as venues. So all like stadiums, theatres, uh, gig venues, everything would have to be registered to that list, wouldn't they? And then you could say, oh, then I get the, the free ticket on this. It's not like the... Oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. It's not like a bus pass, is it, where it's universally renowned? But I don't know, actually. I, don't, I wouldn't know how it works. You know, if you're like a pub or something and you're yeah. put on a concert one night, are you legally then would be allowed to, a carer ticket if you had to pay for a ticket to that gig? I would think so. Yeah. But if you're not registered as a gig venue, then maybe local venues like that would get around it. I'm not saying that I, I have the, the entire answer here. If we move away from like the carer's ticket a little bit, which I think is important, but if we move away from that, I think my thoughts on this sort of government-led scheme is more about making venues and which is any sort of like public premises is legally compliant to the point where if you are if you're going to have this accreditation on on your website and what that PR, you should be legally compliant. And I suppose that's what this access card aims to do, but you have to pay them to do it and stuff like that, and we don't know what the process is there. But I suppose with the government side of things, it gives legitimacy to say this is the one scheme. Like, we are going to be checking venues, and you can trust that the data we have is accurate to the best of our knowledge. It's a government as well. They could probably charge venues for someone to come around. That's it. (laughs) They could charge for that. Which is basically what Access is doing, but it's yeah. not, you, you know, universally. But they could recognized. put that money back into it because it's the government. It's in their best interest to reinvest that into things to help the disabled, like just to reinvest it and maybe have grants there for those who really do want to be compliant, but maybe can't afford to put in ramps and that sort of thing. 
and they could use that fund to help those venues be more compliant and give them a grant or a bursary or something like that. I mean, I, I don't know the answer. I don't think this is the answer. Access card, because it's just another one out of a slew of them, and it's just another register you have to be on, and I don't, well, without lying, why we don't like it. I mean, what about your thoughts? Is it, how would you... I just don't want to pay for something I get for free. That does nothing. Doesn't entitle me to anything. I may, I may as well just chuck 15 quid out the window. I mean, I, I mean, I don't get a little piece of plastic if I throw it out the window, but then if it's a useless piece of plastic anyway, why, why do I want it? I mean, some people will say it's only £15. Yeah, but why? For what? Why, why, yeah, for, for what? what? Like, if I knock on someone's door and say, can I have £15, please? And they said, oh, what What for? I said, oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. You'll, you'll be able to do the same things you've always been able to do, but you get to pay me. I don't want to be that guy, but that seems to be what the access to access card is. I will not be getting a card. But what I, I would very much like to speak to someone from the access card, just to see what their thoughts on it is. I'm sure they've got a PR. Someone so, from Nimbus? Yeah, we'll hit them up and see if we can... Uh, Get a statement out of them. Yeah, I'd love to talk to them about it because I think we've got some really valid points here. But I don't see the value in it at the moment. At the moment, it's just given my paying for them to debatably secure my personal data and give me nothing in return. It's not for me. So on that, I guess if you have an access card, hit us up. Anyone from access card, feel free to hit us up. And if you have any strong opinions one way or another, hit us up. Be good. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I was going to try and end with some metaphoric pun. Like, I tell you what, right? You pay me 15 quid and I'll give you a very delightful outro. But I've already got the outro. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we will. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.